Hello everyone, it's Daniel Johnson and this is Best Thing. Now you probably know how this podcast works, but if you're new, this is what we do. Each week we have a different guest and we run through the best things in their life to do with TV and film, music, travel, food and something random of their choice. Now this week's guest, and I can't wait to say it, it's Lucy Jones. Now Lucy Jones has taken the West End by storm. There isn't a role that she hasn't played yet. She's been in Rent, Legally Blonde, Les Mis, award-winning performance in Ghost and her latest role playing the lead in Waitress. Two standing ovations every single night. I've known her for a very long time and she is a great friend of mine so we'll be interviewing her very soon. We've also got Adam Harris's Fat Chicken and Bethia Beats bring us some of the best in brand new music and I can't wait to get started. Next up, Adam Harris's Fat Chicken and interview with Lucy Jones. Not enough time to mention Eurovision but we'll get into that. Adam, give us those facts. Hey, 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 Adam. Fat Chicken, doing the fact check-in for you on Daniel Johnson's wonderful podcast, The Best Thing. It's called Best Thing. Yeah, whatever. Um, Bethy's Beats coming up later, we love that. Um, I'm here to do some fact check-in and we're going to find out, there's lots of reasons people say, but we're going to find out the real reason of the QWERTY keyboard. Why is it not just A, B, C, D, E, F, J? Why is it Q, W, E, R, T, Y? We're going to find out at the end of the podcast. Lucy Jones, how are you doing? I am great, thanks. How are you, darling? I'm good. I like the fact, just before we started, because you've got a busy day, uh, you were doing your makeup, you're getting ready, you look wonderful. Mm-hmm. Thanks, so do you. <laughs> so um, it's, it's been a while, I haven't seen you for a while. I, last time I saw you, and you were actually on stage because I had to leave because I had um, my auntie and uncle with me and some friends, um, you had your one-woman show, which just, you just caught it, didn't you? Just before everything kind of stopped. You got to do your show. Just, yeah, we we were so incredibly lucky. It was, uh, and there was a world in which we were slightly concerned that we were putting on sale and doing the concert too close together. We might need a little bit more time to promote it and all that kind of jazz. So there was a world in which it would have been about a month later, in which case we wouldn't have been able to do it. But thank God we did what we originally planned. And it was pretty special for me. It was a once in a lifetime kind of thing. It was remarkable, and and I think that the audience that were just watching you, and I think I said this to you already, but they got to see the Lucy Jones that I know. They got to see your personality, and you're really funny and goofy and (laughs) good to be with. And I think that that's what, um, not that people don't know, but they hadn't had the chance to see it because they just saw you on TV, or they saw on Eurovision, or they saw you on, uh, on stage, and they never got to see what the actual Lucy that I've known for, oh my God, how many years now? 11 years, you know, so it's... (laughs) I thought that I was so proud watching you and showing not only your talent, but just showing the real you. Do you, do you get kind of get that feedback from the show? Oh, first of all, thank you very much. That's very kind. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's nice to do those kind of things where because I, I play roles. People don't know me, so they, they know the version of me that played Jenna or the version of me that played Al Woods or the version of me as Maureen or whatever. Um, which is you really cool. You can keep cool. on going that. with that. There's so many well, roles no, that you <laughs> I love that about my job. It's great. But for, for these people who've kind of supported me over the years, it's really nice to connect with them as me. So it was really, really, really special. Yeah, I mean, and then you also, we'll talk about it later, you've also recorded an album with it as well. How's that going? Well, that was the album. The concert is the album. Yeah. It's, it's completely live. Um, 
I'm like astonished <laughs> that we managed to pull this off because Freddie, the musical director, and myself, uh, he's a very good friend, and we just kind of sat in my dressing room one day and said, shall we do a concert? And it very quickly escalated from being a uh, uh, me and Freddie at the piano in a small, like 80 to 100 seat venue doing maybe an hour to booking a West End theatre that holds 1500 people, having a 28 piece orchestra and recording it for a live album. So uh, yeah, that's the kind of people we are though. We don't, we don't mess around. We take these big risks and hopefully they pay off. And this one definitely did uh, at the actual concert. I don't know about the album yet, we'll see. <laughs> but um, the album to me, I'm really pleased with it. I think it sounds good. And I had a vocal injury uh, until about a week before the show. I just couldn't sing for weeks and weeks and weeks. I was on rest. I had to take medication. I was back and forth from vocal rehab. So I'm I'm really proud of what we did for many, many reasons. Uh, but yeah, it was very special. Amazing. I can't wait to hear it. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, some of your best things. Uh, we're going to start with TV and film. So what have you been watching lately? What's kind of things you've been, have you been binge watching anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's been a kind of real eclectic mix in lockdown of what to watch because uh, one, as you probably know this about me, uh, and I'm not embarrassed to say in any way, shape or form, I have never missed an episode of Coronation Street since I've been an adult. Wait a minute. So, I did not know this. How did you not know this? I I'm did obsessed. not know I love this. it. I love it. Absolutely love Amazing. it. Amazing. I think it's because I grew up with it. And it's comfort for me. My mum, my nan, everyone used to like sit around and watch it together. So yeah, I love it. I'd love to do it. I'd love to be in it, like genuinely. I think you should be in it. That, we're going to put other calls now. Come on, I'd <laughs> get your agent Manchester on it. <laughs> in a heartbeat and take on a lovely role in Coronation Street. I'd love that. That would be great. And I really I think like it. Might Manchester, happen. So. Come on. Universe. Come on. Do this for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, there's not a lot of time to to watch anything else if you're if you're watching every episode of Coronation Street. But what have you been watching? Oh, actually, we'll go right back to the beginning. When you were a kid, can you remember the sort of TV that you were watching or films you were watching? I've always been a Disney obsess obsessive, so uh, I used to kind of watch things like uh, Beauty and the Beast, The Little Mermaid. Those were on repeat, and I I used to like things like that were a bit kind of like I used to like Gone with the Wind I used to put Gone with the Wind on repeat which is very bizarre but yeah I used to like Scarlet apparently and <laughs> it's uh it's an interesting one for a for a child to be into but yeah it's um my taste kind of um has always been quite eclectic uh, so as a child yes I'd be flipping between the Teletubbies and like a horror movie on some sort of <laughs> British horror channel um and this is kind of the same as an adult but in lockdown I've really taken time to, because of what's been happening in the world, to clue myself up on the race issues that people have been, you know, so so brilliantly addressing in this time. So I've spent a lot of time watching things when they see us, I watched, which made me feel horrifically ill the whole time. Um, but it's important for us to see, we have to see these things. So I've spent time watching things like that, but also have watched the entirety of New Girl. Oh, is it good? Zoe Deschanel. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Did, did they bring out a new series of that? I swear I saw... It, no, it finished a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, but it's it's just so heartwarming and charming, and I loved it. <laughs> when it when it comes to, you know, a film or TV, are you a fan of more of a film, or would you rather just binge watch a TV programme, you know, like New Girl? Yeah, it really depends on the mood and what I've done in the week, because for me, 
television isn't just something to switch off to film isn't something to just switch off to it's quite often I need to watch this because I'm about to play a role that's really similar or this guy wrote it or I'm about to work with this director or so I watch it for you know in a different capacity as well I think maybe that's why my taste is so eclectic because it will be whatever I haven't done in the week switching off I'll watch something completely different so I've watched Friends all the way through maybe 10 times 11 times like a year I'm not even exaggerating all the time it's on every day um I've watched Gossip Girl the whole way through four times maybe I just I like things that I know sometimes to just switch off to however sitting down renting a good movie on Amazon Prime that has just come out and has been talked about and it's really interesting to me I love to do because I never get to go to the cinema either so that's something I really like to do when it comes to film and tv what would you say is Lucy Jones's best thing what what what's the thing like you kind of go back to all the time is it friends or is it something else a film or um friends definitely would be my specialist subject on uh mastermind if ever if ever anyone had the balls to put me on a show <laughs> like oh, that. Wait, wait, wait a minute I'm gonna ask you the question on friends then what is Chandler's job <laughs> He's a transponsinator. <laughs> you are. You do know your friends. You do know your friends. Um, yeah. I oh, know friends, but then I love like a Notting Hill, Pretty Woman, like those classic. Oh, I just love them. I could. I know them word for word, uh, and could watch them over and over again. But yeah, so that's probably my best. My best thing. Oh, uh, well, that's Lucy Jones's best thing. I'm going to say friends with a little bit of kind of romance with uh, Notting Hill and uh, a little bit of Pretty Woman thrown in, yeah? Oh, yeah, I love a rom-com. Love a rom-com. <laughs> Next up, we're going to be talking food. <gasps> yes. Lucy, food. What have you been eating lately? (laughs) What haven't I been eating, Daniel, is the question we should be asking. I think I read something yesterday that said um, overeating and laziness is a a biological response to being locked in. And I was like, good. So it's not just me. (laughs) No, I'm I'm kind of joking. It's been an up and down time in lockdown. Some days I'm like, yes, get up, go for a run eat really healthy light breakfast and then maybe teach for a few hours and do some work and then in the evening I'll do a hit session and then I'll have some like salmon and broccoli and green tea and then I'll go to sleep other days I wake up and I'm like absolutely not no way I'm gonna eat <laughs> I'm gonna order a Domino's the second Domino's opens I'm gonna have a large pizza with chicken strippers and like four dips and then what other dips what other dips always garlic and herb always garlic and herb four yeah. dips and Oh, for for a large pizza, come on. I'm not messing around here, Daniel. And then for the chicken strippers, it's got to be the barbecue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. I love a barbecue sauce. Yeah. Um, can you cook? Are you good at cooking? I, I, I've been getting into cooking a little bit more recently. I have um, my dad, actually both of my parents now are kind of eating uh, vegetarian, mm. which uh, happened because... I had a gig in India at the start of the year and they came out with me and they spent about three weeks traveling around after I left and they were eating vegetarian because in a lot of places that's what they serve. But it's also um, a little bit safer and cleaner to eat that way uh, in certain parts of India uh, because of the way the meat is preserved and la la la, etc. So and it kind of stuck. My dad came back and has not eaten meat since like New Year. My mum did for a little while, but then found 
it's easier if you're living with a vegetarian person to cook vegetarian for everybody. So I've been kind of exploring that so that when I'm able to see them again, um, I can, I've been making some, uh, what's that thing I made the other day? A chickpea and courgette fritter with a whipped feta uh, mousse on top, which was <laughs> gorgeous, really, really nice. Uh, and nowhere near, nowhere near as fancy as it sounds, honestly. It's like a patty of veg and goodness and herbs. And it was just so nice. I'm pretty good at an omelette now. Just oh. not like, you know, not just like pop the eggs in and then put a bit of cheese on top. I'm talking like hefty omelets like you that could if it tastes like a steak like it's oh. awesome like just fills you up <laughs> tastes awesome i'm happy with an omelet very happy with an omelet do you remember doing do you remember doing the omelet challenge when we when we lived in the house when we did the show do you remember that we had to do like this omelet challenge with sainsbury's you're looking at me like no <laughs> it's on video challenge. somewhere i'll send it to you yeah but we had must. to see who could cook the fastest omelet omelet and it was always joe joe could always do it the fastest Oh, Joe is just the best at everything. Clearly, he won. I don't, th- well. I don't think there's this. Yeah, I don't think there's a show he hasn't won. I think he's won everything. <laughs> <isn't> he? <laughs> he's a, he's a natural born winner. That boy. Um, I can't remember that. that. We um, quite often one of you guys will send me something and be like, "Oh my god, remember this?" And I'm like, I have no recollection of this whatsoever. And even watching it, it's like watching someone else. And I laugh at things that I say and stuff. Like I'll, I'll say something and go because <laughs> I can't. Remember. It's like so disconnected from me. Exactly to me is a big blur like one big bubble of oh yeah that I did a thing do you know what I mean I can't even it was a long time ago it was a long time ago I do very clearly remember the Whitney Houston day how could you not very clearly remember that day but everything else is kind of a blur (laughs) we'll we'll talk about that very soon we'll get back to food though so um, is is there any food that you don't like that you're like "Mm, I don't like wasabi I don't like basil Oh. I'm not huge on coriander. I think that's it. Everything else, everything else, pretty much, I'll eat. <laughs> um, do you have like a favorite cuisine if you are going to do a takeaway? You kind of said pizza before, but is there anything else that you, is your go-to? Yeah, pizza is is my go-to if I'm gonna if I'm gonna take out. But I also like Thai food. Yes, I really like a Thai curry with some uh, satay chicken, maybe a couple of spring rolls. There Sticky rice. Oh yeah, always sticky rice, sticky rice, coconut rice as well. I love a bit of coconut rice. There's um there's a place near uh, what was my theatre in Covent Garden called Din Tai Fung, which is mm. uh, soup dumplings. Oh my god, Daniel, these things! I found discovered them because uh, my friend Paul took me to them in Singapore, where they're from. And this restaurant in Covent Garden is the first one in the Western Hemisphere of Din oh. Tai Fung, and there soup dumplings daniel oh my jesus on toast like unbelievable, unbelievable. there's a phrase <laughs> so i used to get those at work but yeah I, we also we love there's a good sushi near us um mm. that does some but that's a treat because it's it's more expensive so it's like a that's not just a grab and go kind of thing that's a we'll sit we'll have a nice bottle of wine and treat ourselves Amazing. Um, so when it comes to food, Luce, what would you say is the best thing for Lucy? All of it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, pizza. <laughs> you can say that. You can say that. Is it pizza? <laughs> it's pizza. And what's your topping on a pizza? We didn't even say. We don't, what's the topping you go for? Well, it's always, always been just pepperoni. It's right. always been that way. But for some reason, the last couple of times I've ordered, 
I've literally completely by accident twice now, instead of ordering pepperoni, I've ordered Texas barbecue, which, which (laughs) is, is really quite something quite special. But then I'm like, I'm not just exclusive to one brand of, of pizza takeaway. I'm talking like home slice is my absolute favorite. And the home slice in Neil's yard in Covent Garden is like, I know them all. Like they're my friends because they go this often. Um, like, oh, hi, Lucy. Yeah, your, your like, order's in the back already ready. Yeah, for you. usual is ready to go. <laughs> like if there's a queue, I don't have to queue. Like they just give me my slice and I leave. Like it's ridiculous. But yeah, no, I'm, I, like, I like a good pizza. Uh, here's a question. Uh, you're not the only one to say pizza in this uh, in this series. Um, do you believe in pineapple on a pizza, Lucy? Absolutely not. Don't swear oh. at me. Not a chance no. in hell. <laughs> fruit. Fruit on pizza. Oh, I like Absolute, a fig on a pizza. No, don't, no, don't, don't. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, no, did you say fig? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm breaking my own rule there because I, I have had home slice do like funky different flavors all the time and they yeah. quite often use things like figs and i do like that figs with like, oh, onion and, yeah know. yeah i'll do that i'll do that all right <laughs> but no don't come near me with that pineapple stuff nah not for me and the other one that people go with that either love or hate it and it's not marmite it is olives are you an olive fan i love an olive i do love an olive uh i don't put them on pizzas generally right. but one thing i do sometimes is anchovies Oh, me too. And cheese yes. on the pizza. Oh, so good. That salty, sorry, that salty thing just reminded me. I'm, I'm very <laughs> aware that olives and fish are different groups of food. But no, but I have them together. Them. So it's fine. Yeah, that is actually my ultimate yeah. pizza. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say that Lucy's best thing when it comes to food is, of course, pizza, mainly from home slice, but she can have one Domino's and she now likes Texas barbecue. I think that's kind of right, yeah? Yeah, you've got it. You've got it. <laughs> um, next up, we're going to be talking music. Take a seat over there. Hi, everyone. It's Bethia from Bethia's Beats. My chosen artist for this week is the very talented Zach Oliver. Now, most of the artists and bands that I choose to feature on this section of the podcast have been people that I've met just over time in the industry. But I've actually never met Zach before. I came across his Instagram page a few months ago and just completely fell in love with his tone and his sound. He's just so soulful and his covers and original material that he releases are just so effortless. He's very recently released his latest single, Seaside, which is just the best relaxing summer tune and it's been stuck in my head ever since I heard it. Here's a snippet of it playing in the background. To listen to the full song, it will be played at the end of the podcast, along with all of the details of Zach's social media and where to find the song, and that will all be linked below. Thank you very much, and see you next time. Lucy, music, this is in your blood, isn't it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I, I don't do anything without music. Uh, music is my job. It is my hobby. It's my love. Uh, it is my friend. It is my um, dog. And your dogs? Apparently. <laughs> who, who is that? Is that Radley? That's both of them, actually. Boo's here. Radley's doing the echo out there. Excuse me. Would you please pipe down? I'm having a conversation I'm like, here. I'm like, Mummy, I'm just saying hello. Thank you, darling. No, Darcy's just behind me. She's already she's been asleep all night, but she's still asleep now. Not even oh, babes! It's not very nice weather today, though. I get it. She I'd knows. like to still she be knows. curled up on a blanket if I was a little pooch. Defo. 
Um, yeah, no, music has, has always been everywhere for me, always. I grew up um, with two music-loving parents who love completely different genres and brought me up with a very kind of broad smorgasbord of genres and artists and bands and styles. So I'm very appreciative of pretty much all music. Um, the only thing that I wouldn't ever kind of go for to listen to is kind of death metal. It's just not for me. But I, I do see you doing that. <laughs> but, I, but I appreciate it. My God, yeah. those singers, that mm. voice is unbelievable. But it's just not my cup of tea to sit down and listen to. Uh, so it's just not, that's the only thing that I don't go for, really. But everything else I can absolutely go for in a different mood. If you're just sat at home, chilled, dogs are asleep, husband's asleep, and you can just plug in and listen to some, you know, some genre of music, what, what's your normal go-to? Um, again, like television and film, really depends on what I've been doing. Because if I'm in a show and I'm doing eight shows a week of a musical, I tend not to listen to too much other musical theatre. Uh, sometimes I'll I'll get, um, it's, you know, something new will come out or I'll rediscover an old cast album or something and I'll kind of listen to that. But I don't generally put that on to listen to. Sometimes on a long drive, I'll put a musical on and I'll, well, let's face it, I'll sing the whole show in the car. Um, but if I'm if I'm at home, I listen to a lot of John Mayer. I listen to, at the minute, a lot of Lennon Stella. I'm enjoying in the sunshine a bit of Ibiza Chill, a bit of Cafe Del Mar vibes. There's, what else do I listen to? Gosh, anything and everything, really. My, let me just I tell you what, let's go on to my recent searches, shall we? Oh, let's do this. You're the first person to do this, by the way. You're the first person to go onto your phone and check out what you've been listening to. I like that. I'm going to have a look as well. Not what you've, you've been listening to. to sometimes. So. Well, the last thing that I searched was Seagull Ross, which I just, I love Seagull Ross. I always have. Yeah. It's That is my ultimate chill out, epic, full like noise cancelling headphones, close my eyes, zone out. That's where I'm going. The next thing is a musical called the Zoological Society, which I recorded last year with the London Musical Theatre Orchestra, in which I play a penguin. Uh, I did not know this. This is amazing. Oh my gosh, really? You'd love it, Dan. They did it. Um, Vicky Stone wrote it, uh, and it's basically told from the point perspective of animals in a zoo, uh, looking out at the upright, furless watchers, oh, wow. which is humans. Um, uh, it's really funny. It's really, really funny. I have a song called Marvin, uh, which is tr- where I'm trying to search for my partner, Penguin, Marvin. Oh. Where did you go, Marvin? Marvin, where did you go? It's very funny. It's very cute. We've I got some Lucy singing as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's very heartfelt. It's beautiful musical. Uh, then I've got actually my album, which I uploaded onto my iTunes. Uh, nice. So it's not out yet, but it's on my not, phone. Not, so not, not yet. Then I've got lots of Sarah Bareilles, always. Of course. Um, then I've got the Ministry of Sound... Ibiza Chill, latest album. Uh, then I've got the previous version of my album. <laughs> um, pure throwbacks from Apple Music. So, oh God, I, I did this because I was looking for, um, this is how you remind me of what I really am. Yeah. Not like you. Sorry. So sorry. A little bit of Nickelback. Nickelback, yeah. yeah. Then I've got Macklemore in here. I've got Nas, Lil Nas. Dizzy Rascal, I had the other day because I wanted to do a Dizzy Rascal pumped workout so much like such eclectic taste such eclectic taste i couldn't lucy you are eclectic there (laughs) i know i'm just i'm just random aren't i my ultimate all-time top listen to artist uh 100 is ed sheeran ed sheeran has 
cleared the decks with anyone else in my adult life purely because everything he's put out has been awesome and yeah. I love him live I interviewed him about eight years ago for MTV and wow. he was like a little brand new little owl cute guy and I sat with him and I was like gosh you've had like an amazing year and like what's next he was like I don't know but he actually said to me uh, I'm not gonna let music get in the way of like life so if I want to have a family like I'll step away and do that and can you imagine if him and Cherry decided to have kids like six years ago we wouldn't have the shape of you we wouldn't have yeah. past we wouldn't have a team we wouldn't have all these things it's like he needed blowing. to he needed to sacrifice for all those songs probably and sort of go say oh, you know I'm gonna not you know because he can have a family anytime but those songs may have not yet like you said may have not been created if he did wouldn't have been created uh it's 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 a time and a place thing isn't it with songwriting but have you watched his documentary on apple music it's i haven't no songwriter oh dan watch it today it's okay, an inspiring it <laughs> awesome thing and my friend amy writes with him and he's got an album called songs songs i wrote with amy or songs i wrote for amy or something uh and she that's her that's amy watch and she have features quite heavily in it and it shows you how they wrote like um they were in the studio recording one thing and he had like a live kind of Irish band in there and they were just noodling around and they wrote another song, which ended up being a massive hit for him. Just go and watch it. It's so good. It's so I'm definitely gonna inspiring watch this. for like the way that things happen. And it starts with him writing, cause if you like the way you look that much, well baby, you should go and love yourself. Cause he wrote that for Justin. And it's like he comes off stage in an arena show on that huge divide tour that he did. And he runs off stage, he runs back to his dressing room and there's a producer there and he's like, are you still working on this? I can't believe it's not done. And then they get back and literally get straight in the van and he picks up a guitar, still sweating from the gig and he starts playing and he starts writing something else. It's unbelievable, it's so cool. That man did not stop and has not stopped for years. So when he disappears for 10 months and goes traveling every couple of years, I'm like, babe, you go, you enjoy that. You have a lovely time. But yeah, Ed Sheeran is my best. I'm going to say that Lucy Jones's best thing when it comes to music is, you're not going to be surprised, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we're going to be talking travel. <laughs> Lucy travelled. Are you well-travelled? Uh, Lucy travelled. Are you well travelled? That was good. Do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I am actually, and I'm very proud of it. I've I've worked all over the world, but also taken myself off and gone to wonderful places. And I love to travel. I've really um in a space at the minute, of course, where we're not really allowed to travel far or too often or anything. Um, for now, for so now. I, yeah, for now. And I'm very much in the space of when we are allowed to travel again. I'm just gonna go. I am gonna go. And I'm, I'm, my job will not be a job for quite some time yet because theatres just won't be allowed to open. So I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna pick up and go where, wherever and whenever is an option. You know, I love to travel. I've been all over the world, and I, I love it. I like meeting people. I like seeing different cultures, and it's uh, it's important for an adult, I think, to feel like a child again and feel out of their depth. And I, I really enjoy travel for so many reasons uh where are some of the destinations you've gone to again and again where are those places you're like right we're going back there again and again really isn't is not really the way that i i do it there are places that i want to go back to uh i went to the maldives last year and that is 100 um, i'm going back as soon as i can it was incredible 
uh, we were due to go to Japan this year. Uh, obviously, it didn't go because things have massively changed. Uh, so we will do that at some point soon. Where else have I been that I'd love to go back to? Everywhere. I love European cities. I'm, I'm ready to go back to Rome. I want to go back and explore Barcelona again, and because they constantly change your your entertainment and like physically the streets change, but then they don't as well. It's it's just I lo- I love exploring and finding little nooks and crannies in places. Oh, I lie. The place I've been to more than anywhere else <laughs> in the world. The place I've been to more than anywhere else in the world is New York. I've been to New oh. York so many times, uh, and it's my heart's home. I believe. I love it very, very much. It's like a, a, a more crazy London, I feel, for New York. Every single time I go back, yeah. and the food and the people, and it's just, it's like London times a million. It feels that way when you first get there, but then it really does start to feel like neighborhood and neighborhood when you get mm-hmm. used to it. And I'd, I'd love it so much. I love different parts of it for very different reasons. I've, when I've stayed, I've stayed in, I used to stay in lots of different places, but now I always stay in the same place. And I love it. I love the city. I love the people. I've got lots of friends there now. I, I hope to work there. I will work there. Yeah, it's it's a it's a place that my heart feels very happy and comfortable. When you were younger, where did you go on holiday with your family? We used to camp a lot uh, in the UK and sometimes in France. We'd go and do those Euro camp things where you turn up and the tent is already put up and it's got a little oven in it and. Uh, like two bedrooms and then you'd go and do like all the on-site entertainment and activities and stuff we used to do that Um, but my parents used to take us anywhere anywhere they fancied really my mum and dad are big travellers especially since my mum's finished working now they just they like they act like they're on their gap here they're always off somewhere (laughs) but yeah we went to we we went island hopping in Greece when I was a kid they took us to Ibiza once we did go to Disney uh, once or twice for the classic kid-friendly holiday we would go around Europe we went to America we went to lots of different places we were very very lucky my parents always put a a big slice of importance on travel and culture and learning uh, and I'm very very glad that they did that. You said that uh, you haven't had a chance to go to Japan is there anywhere that's on your list that you haven't gone to yet that you really really want to? South America I want to take like three months and go around South America 100% 100% does and we have almost happened this year Ooh. uh obviously I, it's now not happening but uh, a friend of ours is getting married in uh, down by El Salvador and we we're going to take the opportunity to go to Guatemala and then travel around from there but uh yeah it's not going to happen now unfortunately and actually it wasn't even going to happen in the end because I couldn't get out of the work that I was doing right um but now I don't have a job so <laughs> for uh, now though for now yeah, there's for not now, many times now. that and and this is the same for like sort of a, a lot of people in that industry and stuff like that and as soon as everything starts you know getting back to what we call so-called normal that is going to be your time to kind of again shine and and you have beat on shined and all the parts i've seen you do um i i couldn't say and i know i leave this towards the end but i have to say i couldn't be more proud of everything that you have achieved and i'll tell you how you've achieved it you've achieved it because you're grounded and you're likable and you're beyond freaking talented so I, I don't have to say anything back but it is very true i've known you for 11 years and i remember meeting you 
you know, at uh, some random place uh, in Hammersmith Apollo. Is that, is, do we meet there? Do we meet, anyway, we met in Hammersmith doing big yeah. camp. And then, and then we did Eurovision together, which is uh, even funnier, back at the same place <laughs> eight years later. So weird. It felt so, so odd, weird. didn't it? Just to stand on that stage again, you're like, oh, here we are. <laughs> it's, I've been like two times in my life that I've been the most nervous were on that stage. It was that Eurovision thing. For some reason, I was really, really nervous when they were doing the results I really didn't expect to win but I felt very nervous because they do the you know the music changes the lights come down on you and it's like that lockdown oh horrific I remember just thinking um and I said to you beforehand it's like you better blooming win this like because in my mind I knew there were favorites and stuff like that but I always thought that you just had that element and you had that song that I knew was just so different to everyone else's I was like it's going to go one of you know two ways and stuff like that but I knew it was going to come through. And I remember just you, your name came through. And I think I celebrated more than if they said my name. Like, honestly, I was just like, <laughs> like I was oh, so Dan. excited because no, but then, uh, taking it us back to fun. trouble, you did the, obviously you represented us in Eurovision. Where was Eurovision then? What you, where, where were you? It what was were you in? in Kiev in Ukraine. Oh yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And how was yeah, that? Which uh, would never have been uh, high on my list of places to go. I've, I've been to a couple of kind of Eastern Bloc places. Um, and it just wasn't it just wasn't really on my radar it's not really a tourist destination or didn't have anything in particular that I was dying to see but I loved it the people were really really nice the Eurovision experience there was very very positive and it could have been a very different way because until very recently in the grand scheme of things LBGTQ plus community members were most definitely not welcome uh, mm. in the Ukraine uh, but now our British ambassador to Ukraine who lives in Kiev is an openly gay woman uh, right. so that shows you how much things have changed uh, and dramatically changed it's a, it's a wonderful place the people were great I had a lovely time it's gorgeous in places that it was really really interesting to walk around and see these places uh, and yeah, I mean, I didn't get to see as much of it as, as I would like to have. Because as I always, when you're working. <laughs> running around doing um, Euro stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah, cool place. Okay, Lucy, when it comes to travel, what would you say is the best thing for you? People, different cultures, oh, wow. different people. And the way, the way that that can change you from being immersed in that different culture and surrounded by different people for a short amount of time. It can it can really connect you to a different part of yourself and a different way of being, and I really enjoy that. Amazing, that's a lovely answer as well. Um, so Lucy Jones's best thing when it comes to travel is the people and the culture. Next up, oh, she's got Boo back as well. Hey Boo. And next <laughs> up, we're going to be talking about something random. Lucy, something random on your lap right now. People can't see. But you've got your dog. Who is it? This, people who can't see, is the cutest dog in the whole world. I have two dogs, and they are also both the cutest dogs in the whole world. And I'm definitely not biased. I'm not biased at all. Uh, The one sat on my lap is Boo. Boo is ten and a half years old. She is a chug, a chihuahua crossed with a pug. She looks like a tree lemur. She is absolutely adorable. She looks like a monkey, bat, seal pig she does tree lemur she's just she the most adorable little bundle of stuff and i got boo when she was so small she could fit in the palm of my hand i remember 
Um, oh, she's just looked up. Hello. Big expressive eyes and eyebrows. There she is. Yeah. Oh, so Boo and I have been through a lot together. She used to come everywhere with me when she was small. We lived in a flat in Putney. Yeah. And I brought Boo home and I put her on my sofa and I was so excited and she just looked up at me and I suddenly went, oh God, she, what have I done? She entirely is going to rely on me for everything. That little heart, those little bones, that brain, that everything that she needs, she's now going to look to me for. And I was like 18 and I looked back down at her and it took me about three seconds to go, okay, I'm in, that's it, I'm, I'm in. And I've never, ever, ever looked back. She has, um, my parents have her uh, occasionally if I'm if I'm going to be working away. Uh, but if I tour the UK or anything, she comes with me. Uh, and she now has a younger brother, Radley, as well, who's a long-haired <laughs> chihuahua, who I love equally. Honestly, I genuinely don't have a favourite. They are just amazing, amazing dogs. And they kind of, what I really love about dogs is that they not only do they love you unconditionally I, I love that that thing that meme that says be the person your dog thinks you are I just think that is just so gorgeous and just oh their little hearts love so much and there is a chemical reaction in a human when you look into a dog's eyes that releases that like love hormone that we have and we love them but they have that too isn't that gorgeous they have that too when they look into your eyes they have that too and I just don't know what we did to deserve the love of things like this honestly this little ball of love and Radley is exactly the same they're just so gorgeous so loyal so fun the best company and I can't imagine life without them I can't bear what humans would be if we didn't have dogs did you grow up with dogs did you have dogs beforehand when you were a kid no, no. never I, we had I had uh, a couple of rabbits over the years and we had cats in our house. We had one cat called Tomato for years. Um, she, my dad found her in a tomato box. That's why. Um, and then when she passed away, she had a long, very long life. Then we had another one called Cleo, who again lived for about 19 years. She was, she was really old, maybe even more. Yeah, maybe wow. more. But yeah, no, never had dogs. And then as soon as I moved out of home, Oh, suddenly there's a dog that needs that needs love. So I'll have it. That was it. It is like the closest to being a parent before being a parent, isn't it? Like you are literally Boo and Radley's mum. Yeah. Yeah. They look to me for everything. They, I am their caregiver. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love I love this responsibility of a dog, though, because I think at times when I was younger, saying I have to go home, I have the dog has definitely taken me on a path to being who I am now uh, because when I had responsibility from a young age so I couldn't go and do some of the ridiculous things that some young people do I just didn't do them so I feel very grateful to them uh, to especially to Boo those first couple of years when I lived in London and I, I had very little responsibility um, she definitely kept me in check they do. And I think like I, when I walk Darcy and I go out with friends and stuff and I have to nip to the car, I need to go and get something else. They always, and when I come back, they're like, she couldn't stop looking for you. She just was really worried that you weren't ever, that they have this thing, like you said, uh, about the love, but they really, really love you. Yeah, they do. And it's a really special bond. I remember when I first got Boo and I took her to Wales and 
my dad had been like, oh, what have you done on the phone? This is a terrible decision. And I opened the front door holding Boo and he went, well, where is she then? And I stuck my hand out because she was sat in the palm of my hand. And he went, oh my God, and took her. Uh, and he went into the house and shut the door and I was still outside. That's that's like the <laughs> moment that my dad met Boo. Um, eventually I got inside and I took, um, she kind of ran to me and I sat on the sofa and she'd literally get into any position where she just trusted me and loved me so much. I remember my dad saying, I'm so jealous of how much that dog loves you. And I'd literally had her for two, three weeks, maybe at that point. Uh, so can you imagine the bond over years and years and years? It's just, oh, I just love it. So, to be fair, she does love my dad more than me now. He's worked <laughs> hard for that love. He's worked really hard for that love and he deserves it. I think that dogs um, or any animals have been kind of a lifesaver through, you know, 2020 and, and you know, having to stay in a lot more. And actually, it's so nice to not have to go out and do stuff all the time and work from home and uh, have the dogs so, you know, have Darcy and you have Boo and Radley and stuff like that just kind of there. And you can walk them and the weather's been nice and you can yeah. go out for those nice strolls and you can plug in your you know your your earphones and listen to you know a podcast or you know or you could just chat and talk to them and roll on the floor with them like they roll on the floor it's just amazing yeah they're just the greatest company aren't they they're so wonderful they never judge anything they go anywhere with you they're always happy with what they have and they just want love they want love and a bit of food well <laughs> not food but <laughs> And a bit of sleep. They love sleep, don't they? Oh, yeah. The older they get, the more they sleep. But the more cuddly they get as well. So I love it. It is true. It is true. I'm going to say that, well, Lucy, when it comes to the best thing in something random, is cats. I'm joking. Is dogs. How dare you? I genuinely just went, <gasps> um, shop. I know. Right? So, so, um, so let's get into just a, a few things just right at the end. Um, you're on social media. You, you use it quite a lot. Um, what are your handles right now on your socials? Have you got loads? I'm, Are they all different uh, names? No, I'm at Lucy Jones one on Twitter and I believe Facebook as well and Instagram actually. Or am I Lucy Jones fans on Facebook? I'm not sure. Um, we'll but find yeah, out. In, we'll, we'll... Instagram and Twitter are my main. Sorry, Instagram and Twitter <laughs> are my main ones anyway. I did join TikTok, but I joined TikTok to do one video. Uh, I have posted another thing on it, but at the minute, I think when uh, when my album promo starts happening we'll uh we'll do quite a bit more on tiktok because it's fun it is fun but at the minute i don't want to do dun, 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 dun. i just can't bring i can't bring myself to i might do it you with my it album to be like woo, woo. <laughs> yeah um I'm, I'm sure i'll find a million ways to shamelessly promote that album but yeah uh, when when is the album coming out have you got a date yet uh it's coming out in the summer very very awesome. soon and it is the oh, summer now so yeah whoa. i know it is the summer but yeah it's good uh we'll make sure we leave a link uh, at the bottom of here so people can link to it straight away and uh listen to it uh lucy you are always wonderful i can't wait to see you next i can't wait to go for a dog walk i can't wait to see you on the stage again and doing another uh one woman show you're gonna do another one you know one woman show you're gonna get uh... um, i i am doing a, another streamed show this summer oh, um cool. But I, I don't know when this is going to go out in comparison to that. So that might have kind of happened. But I'm doing that with someone else. Uh, so that'll be fine. I, um, there are there's some plans to do some stuff early next year. Fantastic. Well, good luck with everything. So good seeing you. Give my love to all the family. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you.
Time for the thank yous. Thank you so much to our wonderful guest today, Lucy Jones. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much to Adam Harris, keeping us all fat-based and fact-checked. To Bethia Beats as well, giving us all the best in brand new music. And of course, the architect himself and edited genius, Professor Oli Giyu. The music in the background is by me, Tom Baxter and Jimmy Lundy. The artwork for this podcast was created by JMD. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Bethia Beats track this week is Zach Oliver and this is seaside take a seat over there find your feet let me stare something good is in the air I might let you love me if you Photograph, take me home, lie with you, not alone, finding truth in the way you hold me, I might let you love me if you dare. I wanna be by the seaside, I wanna get the ocean in my eyes, I wanna feel the weight of the world in your thighs, and soak up the sun that you shine. I wanna be by the seaside, I wanna get the ocean in my eyes, I wanna feel the weight of the world in your thighs, and soak up the sun that you shine on. Talking on the phone till the feeling's right Let you go, but you won't this time I think I could love you if you like Wrote it down, line by line Something found behind your eyes Losing track of the days gone by I think I can love you if you like I wanna be by the seaside, I wanna get the ocean in my eyes, I wanna feel the weight of the world in your thighs, and soak up the sun that you shine. I wanna be by the seaside, I wanna get the ocean in my eyes, I wanna feel the weight of the world in your thighs, and soak up the sun that you shine on. chicken doing the fact checking for you well done for sitting through daniel johnson's podcast i'm sure it was extraordinary i was finding out for you why the qwerty keyboard is a qwerty keyboard and it's not just a b c d e f g h i j you know etc why is it qwerty well the reason date back 
to a time of manual typewriters. When they were first invented, they had keys arranged in alphabetical order, but people were typing so fast that the uh, mechanical arms used to get tangled up. So the keys were then randomly positioned to slow down typing and prevent the key jams. The QWERTY design is based on a layout created and sold to Remington in 1873. That's all from me. I'll see you next time. I know, you weren't expecting to hear my voice at the end. You think, I get to the end of this podcast to listen to Adam Harris's Fat Chicken, and that's it, I can switch off. Anyway, we're going to take a bit of a break, and Series 2 will be coming back in a couple of weeks. If you miss us too much, you'll be able to listen to all of the podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And we'll have something absolutely new coming for you in Season 2. New guests, a couple of new categories, and something a bit different when it comes to TV and film. As I said, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. If you're still missing us, the song Best Thing will be released on the 21st of September. Why not get involved? You can help us with Fat Chickens by making sure you keep us up to date with what your Fat Chickens are. You can find me at Twitter at Daniel A. Johnson. And you can also go to Bethia Beats and email her with your tracks that you feel like your friend's band or your mum's band or anyone else's band. And you can be on the podcast. It's as easy as that. Anyway, we'll see you back in season two with some awesome guests and a lot of fun. Anyway, see you next time.